Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And this is episode 15. And today, we are going to talk about love spells. Love spells. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Yeah, so I think that we felt like it would be appropriate to uh, talk about love spells. We're going to do a little on-air magic. And we're also going to introduce a brand new fresh herb to you. Yay. Yay. I'm so excited for this one. (laughs) Until we get into that, I have a Django update. Ooh. So Django, our third cat, the only kitten I've ever um, had on my own, is now a a chunky, I bet he's a 12 pounder. <laughs> he's pretty he's got, big. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's, he's got a bit of a belly. Big. He's not fat though. No, no. Like he's just kind of a big guy. Yeah, he's got that like waddle though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Django, our trash cat, um, has a new name. We've given him a new nickname. What 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 do you got? What do you, what is his new name? Black Dragon. Ooh. So Django has taken to uh, taking all of his toys and putting them on this big fluffy blanket that we have on the ground for them, because we have a very drafty house. We want them to have plenty of warm spaces and cuddly spaces to sleep. So we have this old blanket on the ground and. Yeah, Django has started taking all of his toys, piling them on the blanket, and sleeping on top of them. <laughs> like a big, fat, black dragon. He's protecting his treasures. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was, like, cute at first until I discovered a piece of popcorn. Oh. <laughs> also in with his toys. So we've been uh, doing a sort of trial and error of what will Django eat and not eat. Because he is, first and foremost, a trash cat. <laughs> And we've got quite the little list going. And yes, I know you shouldn't feed your cats or your pets people food. We're not feeding him actual people food. We're giving him like a taste because it's interesting. It's not going to hurt him. We're not feeding him things that are going to be bad for him. Uh, we're just giving him a little taste. He's a pretty streetwise cat. Also, yeah. I've started adopting this new, like, if Django won't eat it, should I eat it? <laughs> <laughs> I take it popcorn's not his thing then. Yeah, popcorn was a weird one. So... Um, popcorn he did not eat although I used to have a cat um, that ate popcorn but uh, Trasher Black Dragon Django is not a popcorn muncher he did take it though and put it in with his toys (laughs) which was super cute (laughs) a little weird but super cute I was like this is not a toy we're done with this and I scattered all of his toys and they ended up right back in his blanket Um, but so far he loves carnitas that's his carnitas from like a burrito or taco so some roasted pork high on that list of Django favorites along with blue cheese that that's strange yep yeah. <laughs> I, I could see the carnitas but the blue cheese is a little weird Django. Yep. I didn't think he was going to eat it but he did um, <laughs> potatoes he ate some hash browns off my plate oh. um, so potatoes uh, he likes bacon I, that's not a big surprise yeah yeah um, not not a fan of cold cuts Oh, so like that surprises me. Yeah, if I cut up like if I cook a ham steak and cut up a little piece of ham steak, he'll eat the ham. He'll eat hot ham, but not into the cold ham, not into processed meat. Huh. Well, good for him. It's probably not that great for you anyway. Also, not a fan of veggie chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my faves. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, no, no. So I, I mean, not my faves, but they're a good drunk snack, and I don't eat regular fair, chicken nuggets. Fa- so. oh, yeah, that's fair. So I bought them because I went on a little meat purge of my own. I was like, I'm not going to eat meat for a couple of weeks. And I still really wanted chicken nuggets, so I got the veggie ones. 
I did. Uh, Which veggie ones did you get? I don't remember. Oh. But they, they some are better than great. O- some are better than others. They, these were the others. Um, <laughs> and Django took a piece of it uh, off my hand because he's not allowed to eat people food unless he takes it from our hand. And yeah, he like he took the little piece. He like pushed it onto the floor. Then he got both paws on it and went bah, 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 and then like <laughs> sniffed it some more and was like, no, and walked away. <laughs> I've never seen him so thoroughly beat up and walk away from what I think is food. And he's just like, like no, no way in hell was he going to eat it. Maybe <laughs> he'd be into it if you put some like blue cheese dressing on it. Maybe, but I think <laughs> I think I might have been into it if I doused it in anything <laughs> other than what it was. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm now I'm questioning whether or not it was actually food if the cat won't even eat it <laughs> well it's like plant food <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're gonna keep continue to keep a little tally of what uh, Django will and will not eat uh if you have a a, a feline friend a cat companion that likes maybe Doritos ever potato chips are popular uh whatever it might be if there's some sort of strange food I had a cat once that ate mushrooms um let us know drop us a line hit us up on instagram it's 5c2p pod so 5c2p pod at gmail or on the old gram send us a photo of your kitty we will always respond i do know that seagulls like doritos (laughs) yeah seagulls eat everything every everything they cigarette butts but they especially like doritos that's fair (laughs) that's fair (laughs) i mean who doesn't like a good dorito Every now and then. So stick around. We're going to, again, talk a little bit about love spells. I have to say it like that. It's mandatory. Love spells. And we're going to talk about a brand new herb. We're going to talk about yarrow. Cool. Yeah. Uh, We'll be back in a minute. And this is a great time for you to freshen up your bevy, grab your rollies, whatever you do to relax while you're listening. We'll see you soon. Totally. See you soon, witches. We are the worst. We are the worst, dude. I know. <laughs> I, I'm just imagining all of our listeners screaming at us, light the candle! There's there's clearly something wrong with us. I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> the candle's... couple of weeks. I, oh. Maybe the candle's lost its magic? I don't think it has. I don't think it has. I think that maybe we've lost a little bit of our magic <laughs> and we need to get it back. Yeah. And I, but I think that we're going to work on that in this episode. All right. Well, I'm going to light the ritual candle. Let's do it. <laughs> Old trusty pinecone. You know, I've actually never done a love spell before. I, I've read plenty on them, um, but I've never felt like I needed to do them. And, like, most of them seem kind of rapey. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's where we sort of wanted to start with this in that uh, there's, when I think witches, especially in, like, m- like medieval-esque 
princess and knights and dragons stories, there's always a love potion. Yeah. There's always, like, there's songs about it. There's, yeah. like, it's, and it's just always of, to, like, get somebody to fall in love with Right. You. And it's never a willing participant. Right. It's always like, oh, that's the apple of my eye, and they're going to love me, <laughs> and I'm going to poison their drink <laughs> the and make them fall eye. in love with yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. It's and fucked up, man. It's really, it's really weird. And I, this idea of having someone that doesn't in- intrinsically love you back is so fucking foreign to me. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really like, it's really uncomfortable. And why would you want that anyway? Why would you want to force somebody to love know. you who isn't going to, going to organically love you? I don't know. If you are out there listening and you are thinking, oh man, I really need a love spell to make so-and-so like me. Really, like, take a second and think about what is it about this person that, like, you need them to want you so much? And think about what is it about this person where they don't already see the value in you and, like, want you naturally or want to, like, get to know you naturally. Like, yeah, forcing somebody into affection and forcing someone into, uh, like, adoration and physical like accompaniment like yeah it's just it's rapey and it's weird here's where i'm okay with it and this is when it's not targeted at a specific person yes if you're using it just like as an attraction method to attract a love to you yes i think that's that's where the misinterpretation to me comes from right like i i get the idea of like go to the old crone to get the love potion and blah 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 and if you don't use it right like you know then it's going to go awry but i think if you're using it to in like it's always with us any spell it's about the intention mm-hmm. not only of the user but of the creator and you have to go into it with like-mindedness because you're putting your energies into this and i think the idea like you said of being more receptive to other people's affections being more confident in yourself because there's nothing sexier than confidence mm-hmm. and 100% being, agree being confident in yourself to therefore attract affection or love and and just be like and just sort of manifesting that type of energy around you that's great do that don't say i really want sarah to fall in love with me and i'm gonna put this in sarah's or i'm gonna steal a piece of sarah's hair and put it under my like sarah's my fictional person (laughs) but like you know don't get weird with it just yeah, be open be to be open to receiving love and giving love. And the, yeah, that idea of like, I'm going to do this love spell and I'm going to find the person of my dreams. That's fine. Don't sure. use it on a specific person. It's fucking weird. You know, I also have to say like in my life and in my experience with, with love and having a partner, a uh, boyfriend, now I have a husband who is, I, I've loved for many years, but Um, I really, really feel like in all of that experience, I really feel like when I haven't had, when I haven't loved myself was when my relationships always failed. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because it's not an equal partnership at that point. Yeah. And self-love is really hard. And not everybody's going to, like, and like any relationship, 
it's going to have its ups and its downs. It's things that you need to work on, the things that you need to like actively remind yourself on a like regular basis that that is important. These are things that you do and it's going to require sacrifice. It's going to require hard work. And I think we think about those things in relationships with others, whether it's family, friends, um, significant others, but we often forget that that like applies to our relationship with ourself as well. It absolutely does. If you're not happy with yourself, how could you possibly ha- be happy with another person? I think that you can't like it does skirt a fine line of like you can be really happy with someone else if you're depressed and you can still yeah. love someone else, you know, if you know, but that's different right. but than then how not is valuing that, yourself. How, how can that affect your relationship? Sure. It can definitely do so in a negative way. Absolutely. For example, like if you're not confident in yourself and you don't have that kind of love for yourself and uh, I've seen jealousy play out in a lot of relationships. Absolutely. I think in a really bad way. It it really depends on, you know, it depends on your own dynamics and that sort of thing. I've certainly been uh, been there, been victim to that. Yeah. um, Having unhealthy relationships because I didn't have a sense of self-worth. And, uh, you know, it takes time. It takes practice. It takes consciousness um, to, you know, really work on that. And I think that that's also a great space where love spells can come into play as a self-affirmation to really dedicate a space and time to yourself, to your relationship with yourself and how that relationship affects others and, you know, manifesting some self-love with a little magic. Dude, absolutely. If you can do a love spell to attract love to you, why can't you do a love spell to attract your own love to yourself? I, I see no reason why you can't. Neither do I. <laughs> One of the things that I saw or read, you know, when we're going through and thinking about doing this episode, because we've been thinking about it for a little while now, and one of the things that I really was kind of surprised by is that there didn't seem to be one specific love spell. Now, there are different practices of witchcraft, and if you are following a very specific tradition, there can be spells that are very much entwined with that. So if you are following Wicca, for exact, right. uh, for example, then there are specific spells that are typically taught in your coven and in your group, um, but... We are both, um, you and I are both sort of more free form as green, which that's one of the things I like about it is I pick and choose the things that are right for me and mostly revolve around nature. Exactly, dude. Yeah. I've said it before. There's no one size fits all spell for most people. Right. But I was surprised because I hadn't really ever dove into spellcraft before. And I guess I was really expecting it to be a little bit more formulaic where it was, you know, here are the 10 things you need and the order in which you need to do them and the things you need to say. I was expecting it to be a little bit more like chemistry, I guess, where it's yeah, like, or my, that. my naive version of like in my head of chemistry or even like cooking where it's like, you know, if you're going to one ounce of this and a sprinkle of yeah, this exactly. and a dash of that, and, and, and there's a bam, and and there's, <laughs> and that there's like a right and wrong way to do it, and there's not. It was no, there's all not. over the place. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different things that are involved in in a love spell in particular, and and many other spells that you could possibly craft yourself. Um, there really is no one size fits all. You can use, you know, a number of different herbs depending on what you want to do. You can use a number of different crystals. You can put food out there. Yep. You can you can do all sorts candles, of things. And it's new really candles. whatever feels right to you because it's your energy going into this. Right. 
one of the a couple of the uh, more fun versions that I found I did want to share. I'm gonna open my little book here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I did find a couple of different things. Um, the first one was a love tea. Oh, uh, and, and this is a tea specific for relaxation and celebrating love. Its magical associations are love, happiness, peace, and harmony. And this tea has cinnamon, jasmine, lavender, and rose petals in it. I see cinnamon used a lot in different love spells. Yeah, I think that uh, there's definitely some magical properties there. But what I find really interesting about that is that cinnamon is an aphrodisiac mm -hmm. typically associated with, uh, with male gender. Oh. There's a number of different, you know, herbs and spices that kind of do do that thing and right. yeah cinnamon is supposed to be one of those things for for the guys oh it's the masculine that's interesting i yep. didn't know that i didn't realize that I, th I think that we all have a little bit of masculine and a little bit of feminine in us anyway um yeah and some people like cinnamon and some people don't so yeah, <laughs> i don't totally. think i don't think it always works but i i remember making valentine's day menu items when i was cooking professionally and we would always incorporate cinnamon into something Oh, interesting. I wonder if that goes back to like old kitchen witch things. Probably. There's probably something about it. I didn't look up cinnamon specifically, uh, but there was, I think there's something about cinnamon that's like a warms your blood kind of idea. Yeah. Same as ginger. Does chocolate do that too? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that one. No, I don't. No, know. I think that's a different. Like, that's does, a brain chemical thing. Chocolate does something for me that just makes <laughs> me very happy with myself and my life, and you know, I oh, just need awesome. it. I'm a gal, and I need it. I need the chocolate. <laughs> the other thing I found was um, a love balm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've got a little book. Um, the book is The Green Witch, uh, Your Complete Guide to the Natural Magic of Herbs, Flowers, Essential Oils, and More by Aaron Murphy Hiscock. I've referenced this book a couple of times, but it's got some cool little recipes in the back. And one of the things that they talk about is how to use essential oils and how to use magical oils in particular. And one of them was to make a magical balm. And again, uh, lavender came to play with rose, jasmine, and vanilla. And you're supposed to take this balm, dot it on the inside of your wrists, over your heart, at the nape of your neck, and behind your knees. Oh, yeah. I've seen, um, uh, uh, like like essential oil stuff to call for being dabbed behind the knees before. I do never have, really Do you have any idea why? No, I don't, and it's not a place that I would normally dab some kind of perfume. So Yeah, so if you're a an apothecary, a herbal oil guru, uh, maybe drop us a line and let us know what's up with the oil behind the knees. My first thought was real dirty and <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was just like, well, that's better than putting it on my vagina. So Oh yeah, I someone's going to be down there. Never put an essential oil on your your vagina. These knees are kind of close. Uh, so this was a general love bomb, though. So it was used for self love and affection, as well as any other sort of purpose associated with love. Okay. What? So maybe that that's like a one size fits all recipe. Yeah. Anything you want to use this for, baby? Here you go. We well, got you. <laughs> and that's how I feel about most love spells. <laughs> so we actually prepared a little love spell of our own. And in the theme of self-love, uh, which I think is 
truly the most important thing around Valentine's Day. It's not about being with someone. It's not about, you know, finding the right person to have an overpriced dinner with. It's not about getting flowers or sending cards. It's about taking a moment to um, honor yourself and send a little positiveness and happiness um, your own way. So we've got a little love spell of our own, and we're going to walk you through it on air. Yeah, this is um, not the first like little ritual that we've done on air, but it's the first kind of lengthy one we've done on air. This is the first true spell that we've done on air. Yeah. And I have to admit, this is probably my first spell, period. <laughs> this is so exciting! <laughs> Um, so we're going to uh, get everything all arranged here, and then we'll jump into our love spell. We'll walk you through it step by step. And the things you're going to need, if you want to pause and maybe do this along with us, um, the things you're going to need are a red candle, a food offering, some yarrow, and a little essential oil. Uh, either lavender, lemon, orange, whatever you got that means something to you. So grab those things if you have them. You can follow along. Otherwise, we'll be back in a jiff. Totally. We'll see you soon, witches. <laughs> So we're going to do a love spell, and we're going to do this um, while we record so you can follow along with us. Maybe you want to do this later for yourself. Maybe you're a seasoned and practiced uh, individual at Spellcraft, and you can nitpick the shit out of what we're doing, <laughs> but uh, whatever it might be uh, for you, I hope you enjoy this. We're going to walk you through it, and... Um, one of the things, before we truly get started, one of the things that I had always been told by other seasoned and practiced witches is that as it relates to magic, you should always have something grounding. So if you're going to do a spell, especially, like there's some specific spells with some specific grounding, cleansing, um, containing rituals that you should do beforehand. Um, this particular spell, I'm not super concerned about um, invoking another entity or anything like that, but I'm still going to ground it a little bit. So I have some, uh, fresh salt, some sea salt that I haven't used for anything other than, um, this will be used for spellcraft. And I'm just going to sprinkle this around a little bit, uh, around the tools that we're using and use this as our grounder. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. That works great. So I'm not really doing like a circle, um, like a closed circle line or anything like that. Just sort of sprinkling it about. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think for this, since we're like, you know, this is going to be a self-love spell. I think that that's totally fine. I've never used salt as a grounder. I'll, I'll typically like cast a circle if I'm doing a spell. Sure. But this works great. I think you've done a wonderful job. So step two. Step two. So we have um, our red candle. We have um, we are going to light the red candle. We did um, carve a symbol into our candle. We did. Candle. Uh, I said uh, Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have a red beeswax candle and red specifically to symbolize love. Yeah, totally. 
And we've actually carved two little symbols in there. One for you, um, that it's more important to you in your practice that you've, I think you've, I felt like you've used it before. So I'll let you explain what it is. And then I'll talk a little bit about the other little ditty. I haven't used it before for a love spell, but typically if I'm using candles in magic while I'm charging the candle, I do like to carve symbols into it. I just feel like it makes it a little more powerful. Um, I carved, or you carved for me, um, <laughs> an, an, umo, an unalom, which is a Buddhist symbol. Um, for this spell, I thought that it was a, a pretty appropriate symbol. It, it symbolizes sort of like a path to, to enlightenment. Um, but I, I think in this, in this case, it could symbolize also a path to self-love because it, you know, it takes a while sometimes. Um, so it's got some squiggly lines at the bottom and then it starts to even out at the top where, you know, it's, it's representing this like kind of rough and, and jagged path to where you want to be. And then it evens out so that it shows that's where you are, you know, eventually, or that's where you want to be. And then just below it, um, I put two tiny little leaves, um, two little, um, sort of the idea of like new spring leaves, uh, new beginning, uh, that everything grows from a seed, um, for me and my practice. And I've done the holding of this candle and the carving of this candle. So, uh, I'm going to let you charge the candle with your energy as well before okay. we light it. All right. I'll do that now. And so charging a candle um, is really just about like setting your intention with it. Any tool that you're using in a spell, you want to make sure that it's imbued with your energy. And you know, we want to make sure that you, you're, whether it's uh, you know, holding it, talking to it, um, you know, ch- using a mantra, um, but you want to make sure that it holds your energy as it pertains to the intention of the spell. I think everybody kind of does their charging in a different way. I like to hold it until I, and, and like build my energy up to where like I can kind of feel it in my head and then I try to push it all out through my hands. Awesome. Yeah. So we've charged our candle and we've carved it and we are going to light it. Um, but first, I'm going to anoint it. Yeah. What are we anointing it with? What oil did you choose? So I have a lavender oil. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, and this is specifically used, purchased for um, it is for spells. So this is from a uh, witchcraft shop in Salem, Massachusetts, for the use and intention of spells. Awesome. So anointing, I'm just going to put a couple of dabs around the base of the candle and one where we're going to light it. It smells great. Perfect. So I think we're ready to light our candle. Yeah. Um, do we need to, to sprinkle it with our herb first or do we do that after? We do that after. Okay. So um, from my my reading and understanding, I'm going to sprinkle it with the herb after it's lit. Cool. Um, Oh, that sound is so cool. Wow, that candle lit it's so easily. In oil. <laughs> <laughs> so we've lit our candle, uh, sort of igniting the magic in the space, is how I feel. And um, I am going to sprinkle it with a little bit of yarrow. Now, yarrow is a protecting herb. It's a healing herb. And for self-love, um, you need to be able to do both of those things. Self-heal, um, your protection in terms of recognizing harmful self-patterns and behaviors and protecting yourself from those things. So I'm going to sprinkle it with a little bit of yarrow. 
cool. I've seen yarrow used a lot um, symbolically in like weddings and stuff too. Yeah, it is. Um, we'll we'll dive more into that um, in a little bit, but there's there are definitely some wedding ceremonies that use yarrow as well. So it makes sense that you know even with the self love spell, we would be using yarrow. Something in here smells really good. I don't know if it's that yarrow or not, but I think it's probably that lavender oil. Oh <laughs> yeah, that probably is what it is. So our candle is lit. Um, we have a little offering here, uh, sort of altar style as well. So one of the things that I think is really nice and important for my particular practice is the sharing of things. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily giving an offering for me, but it's sharing something. So we, uh, we have some sliced fruit because fruit is a sign of fertility and fertility and love uh, go often hand in hand. Um, but being fruitful in your practice, being f- like the spell bearing fruit. So we've offered it a kiwi because that's what I had. I had kiwis. Yeah. And we've also offered some chocolate. Yeah, we got, we got some really weird chocolate earlier <laughs> today. We, we got some uh, <laughs> some dark chocolate yeah. that has berries and bubbly. So it's got a little champagne in it, a little bit of chocolate. And I'm actually going to try a little piece. Yeah, I want to try a piece too. It seemed like appropriate and symbolic for the whole self-love thing. And like since this episode is falling so close to Valentine's Day, people like, you know, like berries and champagne. Yeah, and Valentine's and I, Day. I think I like the idea of ingesting a little bit of something, especially you know whether it's food or water, um, but taking the magic and putting it into yourself. I actually like this chocolate a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. I'm gonna try not to <laughs> smack too hard into the mic, but <laughs> yeah. Um, we also chose this chocolate because the name of the company who makes it is uh, uh, Ritual Chocolates. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's very fitting. Um, so, we have our candle mm-hmm. with its symbols. Mm-hmm. Anointed, sprinkled with herbs. We have our offering to bear fruit. Now, this is about self-love. And part of this uh, ritual is about not only where we are now and things that we love about ourselves, but what do we want to grow? And what do we want to change? What do we maybe want others to see in us? So we have some parchment paper. Ooh, we're going to write some stuff down. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to write some stuff down, and we're going to burn it in the flame. So I'll let you write first. Okay. And then I'll write, but I think that these sort of spells are really nice uh, to do on your own, in your own little quiet space. You can do it in a group. It could be a very, like cleansing calming um shared experience it can be a very like it can be a great release um where you could you know be perhaps in a a circle with other like trusted folks and share in the experience of um you know either letting things go or growing things within yourself but it's also just nice to set up this little ritual and do this sort of little spell for yourself I brought a red pen so that we could write with the red pen. I don't know if it really matters or not, but I thought it was cute. It's cute. And, <laughs> and little little traditions like that, um, I think, are are important. You know, if you yeah. are, uh, you know, if if you have just like a crayon, whatever, writing crayon, it doesn't yeah. really matter, um, at least to us. But it's the intent. It's setting everything up to uh, to the best of your ability. Yeah, dude, totally. 
I wasn't entirely sure what I was supposed to write, so I did a little, I love this about me. I would like to work on this about me sort of thing. Are we supposed to say what we wrote or no? I think that's up to you. Oh, okay. I'll probably not say it. That's fine. I know. You know what? Fuck it. Whatever. I'll say it. I said that I love my adaptability because I'm pretty adaptable, but I'd like to work on my patience because I'm often very impatient with people in particular. So I'm going to work on that. And eventually, and you know, maybe the next time if we do this again, I'll pick something else that I'm going to work on. I don't know. Ronnie's writing a whole bunch of stuff on there. <laughs> I, I really want to think about what I'm writing, and I'm That's a bit okay. of a slow penman you person. You can take your time. It is totally cool. Um, This is super cool. I really like that you put this together. Was this... um? sort of like a sprinkling of different things that you were able to to put all together in into one cohesive spell? Yeah, it's um it's a mostly um one particular spell that I had read and honestly I can't remember where I pulled it from because I read so many different things. Yeah. But um uh, the idea of a red candle had come up. One of actually um one thing I had seen was also using red paper. So the color red was really important. Anointing with oil and with herbs seemed really important. And then I've done the sort of in, uh, I consider intention setting, which is not unlike spells. Um, but the, you know, write it down, burn it and release it kind of thing before. That's cool. I've been toying around with the idea of, um, making my own paper specifically for spells like handmade paper. And this is something that I dabbled around with a little bit as a teenager, but now that I'm kind of getting back more in, more in, back more into it, more back into it. I don't know. You guys know what I mean anyway. Um, of making my own paper. And then you like, so you like, you make paper, you sprinkle, you know, whatever herb is suitable for the spell in there. You write down what you, you want. Down, bam, bam, spell, bam! Spell. spell. Maybe you light it on fire. Maybe you like soak it in water. Whatever. Whatever you want. Bam. Spell. All in one. And a piece of paper. I really like that. I think that that would be super cool. <laughs> uh, and so I've written down um, my uh, my wants out of this spell. So in terms of sharing, because this is a safe space to share, uh, one thing that I love about myself is my steadfastness in things that I uh, that I value. So I am not afraid to stand up for myself or the things that I value. One thing that I would like to continue to work on within myself, uh, similar to patience, but uh, letting go of things that I cannot control. So not holding on to frustrations or anger around situations that are completely out of my control. It's not about, it's not about not standing up for myself or standing up for others. Uh, it's just about not holding on to that anger. And channeling it into a more productive uh, outlet. Totally, dude. I think that's great. So I'm going to burn these and we'll just set them in our little kitty ashtray. Yeah, I'm going to burn too. I'll burn after you. And so the significance of burning this is that sort of idea of letting that energy out. Um, letting it, like letting go of something. And so, you know, while this is burning... 
I think the last sort of piece of this spell is the mantra. Yeah, we're going to chant for you guys. And so thinking about love, loving ourselves and loving others. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am strong. I am loved. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am strong. I am loved. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am strong. I am loved. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am strong. I am loved. Spells are fun. Totally, <laughs> totally fun. <laughs> totally. I think that was great. Oh, look, our, our little parchments burned out really they well, They burned too. completely up. And um, one thing that you had really uh, made very clear in that if we were going to do a spell, um, if you are taking energy from something, you have to give back. And I like that idea of, you know, um, getting something back threefold can, is the same sort of energy to me. But, you know, you want to give yeah. Like you want to give back what you're taking from something. Not everybody believes in the threefold law. I do personally, but not everybody does. And that's okay. Everybody kind of, you know, everybody has their own practice. I do believe that magic has a price. Yes. Though. So when, uh, when we are done, we are going to pay our price and um, I'm going to take the ash outside to our little witch garden, which uh, is where we grow our mugwort. And I'm going to sprinkle it there. And you had suggested placing a coin in the earth. Yeah, I um, a lot of the times if I don't really, if I can't really think of what is appropriate to offer, offer a lot of the time, and especially if I'm doing a sprinkling of like something burned outside, I'll stick a piece, uh, I'll stick a coin in the ground. Because while it might not mean much to the earth, it is of value to us as humans. So I like that idea. So, yeah, I'm going to take a coin and stick it in the ground. Um, I'm not sure what coin I'll use yet, but I've got a couple of foreign coins, so I think I'll use one of those. Yeah, it can be of any coin. Any, any, anything that's special to you, anything that you're willing to give up to in order to gain this self-love. Awesome. Now, um, we're going to snuff out the spell candle because the spell is done. And you should snuff not blow out a spell candle especially and i'm going to save the candle but i won't use it again i don't like reusing spell candles personally a lot of the time i i will try to let the candle that i'm using burn out if that's not a possibility then i will snuff it and i i won't use it again unless it's for the exact same spell uh, for example if there is a spell that i want to do every day in a month Right. Then I will reuse the candle every day in that month. Awesome. I like that. And this is quite a large, tall candle. Uh, but I like it. And I like that we've carved a symbol into it. And so I'm going to add it to my altar as an intention for, you know, the coming month and, you know, Valentine's Day, you know, being here and that sort of thing. But we're going to snuff and then we're going to potentially puff potentially puff <laughs> we'll be back in a sec to chat about yarrow which we used in the spell yeah see you soon witches <laughs>
So during our spell, we sprinkled our love candle or red candle with yarrow. And I thought it would be fitting to dive a little deeper into this uh, botanical, into this herb, um, because we haven't chatted about this one yet. And it grew all over my yard as a child. So it did. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited about this one. Oh, I'm excited too. But what I'm most excited about, dude, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, wondering can you smoke, can it? smoke it? Yes, you can. Fuck yes. <laughs> so that is <laughs> that is not the most popular use for yarrow, oh, but it is um, it is often used as a a tobacco substitute if you are trying to quit smoking. Okay. I don't I didn't get much more information on it other than it is safe to smoke and it's often a replacement for tobacco. Well, that's pretty cool. So you've rolled up a nice fat uh, yarrow joint and we spliced a little mullen in with this one because the yarrow we got is um local but is not yarrow that we harvested. Uh but we wanted to uh, we wanted to try it anyway, and we we're going to get it for the spell. So um, we spliced it with a little bit of mullen because mullen is a great filler. And while mullen does have its own properties, it doesn't have a lot of flavor. True. I put so little mullen in this, too, great. that it, it probably is not going to affect, you know, any feelings that we may get from the yarrow much. Right. Um, it was just enough to kind of fluff it up a little bit because the yarrow yeah. we got is so dry. Yeah. So I'll let you uh, give that a light. Cool. I've attached our a little um, yarrow joint to our girl, Cece, or Calippa Chomp, our super sweet roach clip that Engineer Dan gifted to us. Um, and I'm going to light this little yarrow baby on our ritual candle. I'm expecting this to be f uh, maybe a little harsher because the yarrow was very dry. Uh, but I am excited to actually harvest some yarrow uh, of my own for the coming year. Uh, but while you're giving that a, a good old try there, um, yarrow is typically used for um, wounds and bleeding. That is the most common medicinal use. Um, it is a antispasmatic as well, so it can be consumed as a tea to help with muscle spasms. Um, it is um, most commonly used, though, to close up wounds um, and keep them from inflammation or fiery swelling. So uh, you grind the leaves, specifically the leaves, into a paste, and you can use that on bleeding wounds. I also read uh, a little clip out of a book that said, uh, it's, it stancheth the blood of any part of the body. And it is likewise put into baths for women to sit. <laughs> so okay. if, if you don't want your menstrual blood getting all up and everything, apparently sit some sit in some yarrow bath. <laughs> wow. I, 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 like I mean, the, that's pretty handy. I liked that somebody somewhere along the way probably a dude wrote that you know you could just staunch that bleeding sit in a bath with some flats. what a dickhead <laughs> <laughs> um so it has some other names as well um some of its more common names are soldiers wound wart because again it'll stop bleeding so um highly used in um, like uh, like field medicine, yeah, field medicine, and in times before you know they had little like tearaway powder pouches to stop the bleeding, uh, you know soldiers would 
carry a little pouch of this with them, like put it in the mouth, chew it up and stick it in a wound, to stop the bleeding. So this joint is burning a little bit wonky and I, I suspect it's because I put a little bit of mullein in there too, because okay. one side is definitely like running where the other side is barely burning at all. So oh, fair. I think uh, I fixed it though. It should be, it should be fine now. Um, as far as flavor goes, it's a it's kind of hard for me to describe. It's not quite as like vegetal or minty as a lot of the stuff that we've smoked has been. Um, but it it is kind of grassy. Yeah, I I kind of expected it to be grassy. I'm gonna give it a try. Old Cece, old Cece, such a pal. CC is telescopic, but I'm having a hell of a time getting her to like retract. I think the problem with the telescoping is that like when you're grabbing it, you always feel like you have to grab the very end and then hold it from like the base of it. Right. Where where really you can just kind of hold it from whatever. I forget about that too. And I'm like holding it from the base and it's like two feet away from my, my face. Yeah. My arms aren't long enough for that nonsense. <laughs> ah. Yeah, it is a little grassy. It does have a flavor, though, because I've smoked the mullein a couple of times now, and so I'm familiar with the mullein flavor. And it does have a flavor all of its own that reminds me, like, I guess for lack of a better term, it reminds me of the smell of dried yarrow. So, like I mentioned, this grew um, all over my yard as a kid. Um, So very common... uh, like very common in Nova Scotia and it's pretty common here too actually uh, but my mom would cut it and dry it uh, in our living room for potpourri oh okay yeah because the flowers dry really nicely and keep their shape and they're they're little clusters of white or purple flowers I was just gonna ask what did the flowers yeah look like? yeah they're tiny like clusters of white and purple flowers with little tiny yellow centers and uh, and they dry really nicely. And yeah, it tastes the way it smells. And like it had, it just had this sort of distinct grassy uh, smell to it. I'm not sure that I've ever encountered yarrow in the wild. And if I have, I definitely did not know that that's what it was. Oh, yeah, you you totally have. I'm going to like, actually, <laughs> n- now that I know this, I'm going to look up a picture for you and show you because there, I guarantee you've seen yarrow and just didn't know that's what it was. I mean, there's probably most plants I feel like I have seen and have had zero idea of what they are. It looks like this. We'll show you oh, on Instagram. Yeah. I've seen that little baby yeah. before. So the most common variety is white, but it also comes in purple. Okay. Yeah. I've definitely seen clusters of flowers like that in purple before too. Yeah. And, I, and the purple can um, change. I believe the purple has to do less with the plant and more with the quality of soil. Oh. Um, and it can be, it can range from like a magenta fuchsia pink to like a deep purple. Okay. I feel like the ones that I've seen have been more like a, like a lighter purple color. Yeah. That's what I've seen as well. Um, you mentioned as well, uh, hearing about it being used in weddings. Yeah, like put uh, put in bouquets for weddings yeah. and stuff like that. And so that's pretty common. Uh, some of the resources I've looked at uh, simply suggest to make your celebration more festive, include bunches of yarrow. <laughs> so, so <laughs> but it's, it's a celebratory um, plant. And one of the things I did find... I'm going to pass this back to you. Okay. Puff, puff, pass. 
it's long been used in the celebrations of marriages and has been considered a herb useful in divination. Specifically in China, um, yarrow grows upon the grave of Confucius and is considered to be the best in the world for throwing the I Ching. Um, if you see the first blossom in a yarrow patch, it's appropriate to make a wish. Oh, is that does the first blossom like include a cluster of blossoms? Yeah, or is it, it like one? No, they tend to like pop open at the same time in the little clusters. That's, yeah, that's all right. That's yeah. kind of what I figured. So yarrow, um, very festive, very uh, very good luck if you see it first. Um, can be smoked as a tobacco replacement. Doesn't have a lot of side effects, um, and. Um, can be used specifically to stop bleeding, um, r- rapid healing of a wound. Um, it's good for the treatment of colds, um, especially those that are about to bring about a fever, uh, because it stimulates pers- perspiration. It, it makes you sweat. Oh, um, if you ingest it. Uh, and here's my favorite, and the one we'll end on. You can make a concoction that is taken for hemorrhoids. Yeah, dude. Heal your butt. That's super special for those of us who sit on the toilet a lot. <laughs> we'll, we start and, start and end <laughs> with a little poop here. But uh, but yeah, and I think the, the last one here that I, I totally forgot to mention, but I also thought was neat, was you can grind it into a, a fine powder and snuff it to stop a nosebleed. Oh, <laughs> so right. it's a coagulant essentially. Whether it's uh, like a bullet wound, uh, your vagina, or your nosebleed, you stick a little in there and stop the bleeding. I've had one nosebleed my entire life Holy that I can shit. recall, and um, it was broken. Oh, <laughs> I caught a softball with my face, but. Well, I definitely could have used some then. Next time yeah. you catch a no- softball <laughs> with your nose, look around for some yarrow, put it in your mouth, chew it up, and stick it up there. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so that has been love spells. <laughs> love spells. And yarrow. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that as Valentine's Day approaches on Friday, that you take a little time to just unwind, de-stress, let it all float by, and think about yourself for a second. Remind yourself that you are worthy, you are beautiful, you are loved, and that confidence is truly sexy. So yeah, reconnect with yourself for a moment before you go out on your Valentine's or Galentine's events. And last but not least, in the spirit of love, tell somebody else today that you love them and that they mean something to you. Totally. Until next week, we send you a good reminder of no Nazis, no pervs. Totally. Peace out, witches. Here I sit with no one near a